Welcome to the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. We are two boomers with two mics that accidentally and occasionally make sense. We discuss paranormal mysteries and unexplained events. And if you want to reach us to stay on top of things, what we're going to talk about, you can reach us on Twitter at Core underscore Extra, Instagram at Core Extra Media, and TikTok at Core Extra Media. We hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. Let's get right into it. So welcome, everybody. Well, Steve, as we record this, Thanksgiving was just a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. So did you eat a lot? No, you worked on Thanksgiving. I worked on Thanksgiving. I had a lousy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Did you you ever eat the turkey? Yes, the very next day for two Mm -hmm. days in a row. So it was okay. I had a gyro from Arby's on Thanksgiving. Well, that's all right. That was bought the night before because, you know, nothing's open. Yeah, yeah, so I had yeah. to buy a gyro on Wednesday night to eat on, on Thursday when I got home from work. Well, if anybody listens, if anybody's been listening to us for a long time, you would know that it's not going to exactly kill us to skip a no. Thanksgiving meal. No. You know, but it's all right. Well, you know, I, you know, I had the usual. That's it. What else are you going to say about Thanksgiving at this point? I had the usual. You know, that's it. Everybody knows what that means. Yeah, oyster yeah. dressing? I had oyster dressing, lobster thermidor and with oyster dressing. No, but uh, that's over with. Now we're in full-blown Christmas season now. And there's a movie coming out with, uh, oh, I forgot the guy's name. From he's One of the things he's from, some Stranger Things, the sheriff, I think he is. He has the one coming out called Dead Night or something like that. I saw that, with like Santa that. Claus? Yeah. So it looks like. I don't, I don't know. I haven't researched it fully, but it looks like he's the real Santa Claus and he has to fight off terrorists or something. Yeah. They it's say probably, it's like Die Hard meets Silent Night or something. Silent Night. Is that when the guy died in the chimney? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I was in the movie theater for that and one guy laughed. No. You're talking about in Gremlins. When, when she's telling the story. Yeah, one guy laughed hysterically. Right. Like, almost to the point of, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> right. You know? Right. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. When the girl in the beginning of Gremlins tells a story about her father getting stuck, stuck in the chimney. trying to surprise everyone. Right. Because I was the only one that laughed, too. <laughs> In the, when I went Not to see it. Not this kind of laugh. Joker laugh. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was rolling around on the floor and everything. And uh, <laughs> that. But there's also um, a Christmas story. Ralphie's got his grown-up movie. Have what you is, seen that? What is Ralphie? 85 at this point? Uh, he looked pretty old. Yeah. But, but he's uh, in it? Yeah, he plays the father grown-up. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's, it continues it, it's the story. It continues the story. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. This might not be good. Because it can't be as funny as the original. No. This, you, this could be dangerous. And they, someone, they just sold the original house. You know where that's at, right? It's in Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. And that department store is, was like a big de- I think the department store is the casino now. Oh, okay. Or in, in the building. You know, okay. the casino up there. But, uh, yeah, we're full-blown Christmas, so we'll be having some Christmas horror stories because there's a lot of them. Oh, yes. Christmas horror stories. But speaking of stories, Steve, 
I have a story for you today. Okay. This is one of the most bizarre stories I've heard. Okay. But I'm, before I tell it, let me set it up a little bit. Remember this while I'm telling the story. I have to tell it from two or three different perspectives for it to make sense. This happened in a foreign country, okay? And I heard it from one of the guys telling the stories, okay? In a foreign country? Yeah. I was out, I was on vacation, and this guy tells me this story, okay? And he has firsthand knowledge of it, according to him, okay? I tried to research some of it. It's hard, very difficult to find because it happened someplace else. But I'm going to tell the story as I heard it. Okay. Okay. This is bizarre. So let's get into it. So Steve, here's where the story starts. So I need to introduce you to a couple of characters. Uh, and of course, the names have all been changed here to protect the innocent, innocent yes. yes, and the guilty. So it starts off, there's a woman named, we could just call her Mary. Okay, so Mary owns or, or was like a sole proprietor type person that owned a cleaning business. It was just her. Okay. She would go out and clean people's houses. Okay. So she was a single mom, you know, she had a daughter. Sometimes she would take the daughter. Daughter's real young, but Mary made a living doing doing this, doing doing the cleaning. So Mary coming, she came up in the streets in this particular town she lived in. So Mary, every now and then, would help herself to to a couple of trinkets in the house. You know, uh, she was a thief. Yeah, she was a thief, but nothing major. Yeah. So say if Maybe. they had, yeah, say if they had uh, a dining room set with. 12 forks of sterling silver, she'd take two, or she'd take one. If, if, if somebody in the house had um, five cashmere sweaters, she might take one. She kind of did this so just enough that the person would think they misplaced something. Because who hasn't done that, right? Uh, I mean, misplaced something, not oh, yeah, stole. Yeah, yeah, right, right, so, right. So Mary's chugging along doing this, and she's making a decent living for herself with her cleaning business. But Mary has a friend by the name, we'll call him John. Just a friend, a guy she grew up with. And John was one of these guys that would go around to antique sales, estate sales, and resell stuff at flea markets. That's what he did. Okay. Um, so... Mary would get these things out of that, some things out of the house and include them in his flea market sale. Okay. Now, this was not a regular thing. It just happened every now and then. Okay. Well, Mary started doing so well at her job, she started getting bigger and bigger clients uh, in better neighborhoods, you know. So when that happened, she started taking <laughs> better, better things, stuff, better right? Things, Which sure. went to John, and he would sell better stuff. Again, I'm not talking about them taking diamond rings or anything like that. They would just take trinkets. All right. So this goes on for when I say years, I don't mean ten years. It's a couple of years. This goes on. So at one point, Mary hit the jackpot with her job. She found a couple who lived in an affluent neighborhood that wanted somebody to clean regularly and kind of manage the house. 
So if they were having somebody to come over and paint, Mary would have to be there, stuff like that. All right. So now Mary's doing pretty well for herself okay. in, that, in, that, in that arena. She hooks up with John one day because they didn't see each other a lot. She ran into him at the local bar. She tells John, this is where I am, I'm doing this. So of course the wheels go in John's head. Maybe we can steal something from there. And Mary's like, no, 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 don't really want to do it, but maybe. Well, as time goes on and the couple gets more and more comfortable with Mary, they start exposing their finances to Mary. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is they had a safe in the bedroom, okay? And they would say, hey, you know, when the pool guy comes over, Mary, go in the safe, we'll leave it open, give him X amount of dollars, okay? According to Mary, the only thing in the safe, it was like a slush fund. Now, on a family on this level, slush fund maybe sure. a couple $3,000. Right. So Mary helps herself to an extra 20 or an extra 50 every now and then. But it's a little different this time because she kind of tells the, the family, hey, you know, I need 50 bucks for this. I'm going to go get it. Okay. Well, as, this go, as time goes on again, she meets John again, tells him the story I just told you. John says, oh, I remember when you start working for them. You know, I, you know, I could come in there and clean that safe out. Nobody ever know about it. So, so after a little convincing, Mary gives in and says, okay, John, you know, go in. The safe's always open. You know, I just won't set the alarm one night when I leave, when they're not there. You go in, make it look like a burglary. Take all the money out because there's more and more money starting to be put in the safe, you know. So John says, okay. They don't set a date, they don't do anything. A little bit more time goes by. John reaches out to Mary, meets her for lunch. Mary said, deal's off, we're not doing it. And she seems really upset. But John doesn't press it. Deal's off, we're not doing it. I don't want to do it. She actually gets up and leaves before they finish lunch. So John says, that's it, done. Well, John being a guy in the streets. <laughs> doesn't sound like it's done. Doesn't sound like it's done, does it? So John gets himself in a financial pinch and says, I don't really need Mary to do it. I know where the house is. I'll just go in. I, I know even if the alarm is there, I can get around this alarm. Now this was a few years ago. The alarms weren't as complicated as they are now. So John decides to stake out the place and he's gonna go in and hit the safe. John stakes it out. He only sees the husband leave. It's only one car. He stakes it out for a little while, decides he picks his night, he's gonna go in and break in this house, go in the safe. So now the night comes for him to do it. So it's night, nighttime. He's, he's convinced that the husband is gone. John breaks in, goes through the back door. Alarm doesn't go off. Because remember, Mary had said, sometimes she leaves it. Yes, sometimes she leaves it on an alarm. So he goes in, it's dark, it's a typical thing, the flashlight, the whole nine yards. Goes up to the bedroom. Bedroom is big. The bedroom, according to John, in his statements afterwards, <laughs> uh, the bedroom is bigger than his whole apartment. Okay. I've seen those places. You've seen those places. So John's in there, he finds the safe. Now, the safe's on the wall behind a picture 
John is, the safe's open, jackpot. John's back is to the bedroom, okay, to the bed, I should say. Well, as he's going through the safe, he's just gonna take the money. So he's moving other things around, like the papers and that, and he's gonna take all of the money. He just figures, I'm gonna take it all, because I'll just right. leave town, yeah. you know. He's getting the money out, and he hears something behind him. He turns around, there's a woman standing there in what looks like she just got out of the bed. And she says, get out of my fucking house. So John, who is not like a killer or a bad guy, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa calm down, lady, calm down. And in his description, this lady is huffing and puffing, and she says, get out of my fucking house. And she charges him. <laughs> she runs at him, <laughs> right? So he's like, get off of me, lady, get off of me, lady. He's fighting her back, and they're basically in a full-blown um, MMA fight, you know? <laughs> the woman hits John. He says she swung at me, and all four of her nails scratched him on the face. Oh, boy. That's DNA. And part, yeah. <laughs> and part of it catches him in the corner of his eye. So now he's holding his eye. And he's trying to get away. So now he's turning around and going to run back down the steps, right? Right. This woman chases him, tackles him, full-blown fighting. He's fighting her off. You know, neither one of them are getting the upper hand because he's scared to death. They make it over to the steps. They both tumble down the steps. And John says he kind of feels or hears her arm snap like like it breaks on the way down the steps. So they're at the bottom of the steps. Even though they fell, she never let go, according to him. So she's holding him, and she bites him, <laughs> bites him, like, like, and she's screaming, like, "Get out of my house! Out of my house! This is my house!" She's screaming. So he said, all of this is going through his mind, like he never saw the wife, or he assuming it's the wife, never saw her leave the house or anything. He didn't even know she was there. Now, let's switch perspectives. They're at the bottom of the steps fighting. From the police perspective, they get a call because they hear screaming in the house. Neighbors hear screaming in the house. And they see the flashlight flickering off and on. Yeah, sure. They know that the husband's out of the house. So they call the police. The police get there. Now, you know when the police show up in in a burglary call, one, they try each door, well, they find the back door ajar where he came in. So they come in the back door. This is what the police describe they see. The police said they come in and they see a guy on the floor wrestling with a mannequin. He is fighting this mannequin like it's a person. And the police say they're just standing there like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> They grab him, cuff him, shake him out of it, shake him out of it. They're trying to get him off. Get up, dude, what are you doing? Turns out he was fighting a mannequin this whole time. (laughs) Now, when they take him and interview him, well, I'm sorry, I skipped the part. The husband comes home. They call the husband or they get in touch with him somehow. He comes home while the police are still there. Um... He sees the mannequin laying there with the mannequin's arm 
on the steps where, where they wrestled down. And he's perplexed. And they, and they ask him, did you have a mannequin in the house? What's the deal? He says, well, my wife died suddenly, like a couple years ago. Said she had a mannequin in her walk-in closet where she used to keep her clothes. She would hang the clothes she was gonna wear the next day on this mannequin. He says, I don't know why this guy went in the closet and started wrestling with the mannequin. So at the police department, they're interviewing the guy. He has scratches on his face and he has a bite mark on his neck where something scratched him and bit him, something. The neighbors said they heard somebody yelling, get out of my fucking house. And it was a woman, get out of my fucking house. So this whole time that this guy was fighting this woman in his house, it was actually the mannequin. That's what it seems. That's what it seems. The police could not get any biological evidence off of the scratches, but he was scratched and his eye was damaged. And the neighbors said they heard this. And of course the mannequin's arm was broken off right where he, where he said, I, I think I broke her arm when we wrestled down the steps. So you're left with either one or two things happen. This guy went crazy all of a sudden and started wrestling with a mannequin. <laughs> Or did he envision that this mannequin came to life and scratched him? Did he do it himself? Uh, why would he do it himself? Because he's got caught. There's yeah. money flying everywhere. Right. So the, the police, he tells the police the whole story about Mary, so forth and so on. They track down Mary, the police, during this investigation. And she admits it. She says, oh, you know, I may have taken things out of a house or whatever. So they asked her, they said, did you agree to do it at this house? And Mary said, yes. And she said, and they said, well, why did you call it off? He, she said, well, after the wife died suddenly, things went on in that house that scared me and that I couldn't explain. So I just didn't want to do anything bad in that house because I thought something bad would happen That's, to me. Yeah. And they said, well, what kind of things happen? And she said, you should know by now. <laughs> she would never say anything else. So this guy, John, he ends up in a mental institution because he went crazy. Because he swore that this was a live woman <laughs> that he was fighting. He said, I didn't just imagine. He ends up going to prison, but you know how they put you in a mental ward right, right, in right. prison. And... Uh, he ultimately, after a few years of being in there, died in his sleep. And so we'll never know. And uh, that was the end of him. And um, the person telling me the story um, was involved in the court system and said they don't know what happened to Mary and the guy because people in the court system hearing the story just decided to stay away from it. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, like I said, this was in another country. And... Um, that was the end of it. He died and that was the end of it. So we never found out what really happened that night. But what it sounds like. Oh, I know what it sounds like. Is this mannequin popped the life and protected the house. Yeah. 
but who knows? She jumped in the mannequin. Yeah. So, I think that fit perfectly as far as being an unexplained story. Absolutely. Because I don't know what happened in that house. I oh, I know, know what happened. What do you think happened? I tell you, the, the, the woman was still in the house and protected her stuff. Protected her stuff. So she still walks that house. <laughs> right. I wanted to know, when the guy told me the story, if the same people still lived in the house. And his response to me was, well, I'll give you the address and you can... <laughs> <laughs> where, where was this at? It was in the Dominican Republic. Because you know I go down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, I'll give you the address. I'll tell you where it is. And you can go check it out. And I said, no. No. I won't check that. We'll just leave this unexplained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't uh, know. That's what I think. I think she jumped into the mannequin. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, maybe the next time I go down there, I'll... Uh, I know I'm not. I'm not even going to say it because you know what? I'm not going anywhere near that place. No. (laughs) Not at all. Because I don't want to end up in the house. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, Who knows what happened. But... Now, you know the people in the Dominican believe it's true. Because, you know... I know one guy that really believed it's true before he died. A lot of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have several stories from down there. Yeah, so they're into a lot of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring them in. Uh, and, I have uh, several stories yeah. from down there. But I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not researching any of them I, physically. No. If somebody tells me the story, I'll listen. But I'm not going to any of the sites. No, because, I don't. Uh, because I want to come back. <laughs> we, You know what? That might be one of our things that we do now. We... We go into these sites and ask for the spirits to come. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, why don't we do it like this? Why don't one of us go and I'll wait outside? <laughs> uh, I like that, that story. I've never, that? I mean, you've never even brought that up before. No. I, well, what happened is I was looking through uh, some photos, and I have a photo of me and the guy, and I remembered that he told me that story. You know, because I, I didn't really even think about it that much. Yeah, you know, because you hear all kinds of stories. I have about four hours of stories I could tell you about oh. down there, but some of them. Do you hear you any know. zombie stories down, down there? No, I'm not. Really? Not Voodoo, zombie anything? Story. Yeah, stuff like that. But I'll tell, I'll tell some more. Okay. You know, like I say, I'll change, it, change the name so nobody, nobody uh, has to worry about that. But, but that's our story for this week. I have a good one, and I'm going to leave you with a sneak peek. Sneak peek. Yeah. A teaser, as they say. Yes. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, obviously. Right. And all the different uh, disappearances. Headstroke. All the different disappearances that happen. They don't want me talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, see? And, you know, off the top of my head, I I know of the airplanes, you know, the World War II airplanes. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple ships. But I can't tell you. All of them. Right. I'm going to leave you with, there's a place in the United States, since 1988, 16,000 people have disappeared. 16,000? 16. I had to say the same thing. I had to look at it twice. 16,000 people. 16,000. Oh, man. And I had to look at it twice. I guess. So. Okay. Now, it's not like New York City. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, you know, and these are strange disappearances. Yes. Right. 
We always say when we talk about disappearances, not like criminal disappearances, like we think somebody got kidnapped. No. No, this is well, strange disappearances. It would be strange and criminal of 16,000. <laughs> yeah, I you, mean, we, we yeah, were but you know what I mean. No. Yes. <laughs> right. You know 16, what I mean. 16,000. All right. But I could not believe it when I saw that. Well. And I'm not going to tell you where it is because our listeners, all of them, mm-hmm. will look it up. And then we'll, you know. Well, some of our listeners may go to that place and then there'll be one less listener. 16,001 people just. That's right. We better say it. But, you know. But next week we will bring you the. I won't even say what the name of it is, but it's the blank triangle. Okay. The blank triangle next week. Next week. Well, that's all we have this week, and uh, we thank everybody for listening. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks, everybody. You just listened to the latest episode of the Core Extra Podcast hosted by Kurt and Steve. And so you don't miss the next episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and review. We love to hear the feedback from our listeners. And if you know anyone that would be interested in our content, recommend us. Family, friends, coworkers, everybody is welcome. Thanks again for listening to the Core Extra Podcast. Thank you.